something that I want to talk to people about, because I, I I feel weird having a different man's name on the back of my chest, and, uh, yeah, like, the yeah. only jersey I have plans to customize is Matt Dumba. That's because you want to pretend to be Matt Dumba. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't wait for my Team USA Austin Matthews jersey. Yeah, no, that's going to be great. Because that's, that's my name, so I won't... Yeah. Uh, I don't even have to worry I'm, about it. I mean, that's the only reason I own a Red Sox jersey, because the Red Sox have the only Major League Baseball player ever to share my last name. And then I remembered the Red Sox don't put names on the back of their jerseys. Yeah, that's true. I've never really figured that one out. It's like... I Tradition. Guess, yeah, the implication is like, you're just supposed to know who they are by the number. But it's like, no one does. Okay, well, but who is number 67? It's about the team, not the individuals. Yeah, who's I, number like, I like that one. That's a good one, too. Like uh, the halves, uh, and they're like, don't be bigger than the crest on your chest thing. Mm-hmm. No, we did that bit already. It's in the it's in the trailer. What trailer? Is it a trailer? Is it? <laughs> oh, P.K. Subban. Oh, oh, we are going to trade your P.K. Subban. That will solve yes. all of our yes, problems. Yes, it is the promo. <laughs> <laughs> like this, uh, this, uh, at the top of the feed, we have uh, just sort of a sampling of things you might hear on the show. And there's me just doing a bad French accent, trying to justify the Montreal trade over the summer. Oh, the, For a uh, good 15 seconds. I'm still, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of pissed that, like, my GM didn't call them, like, the Canadians. He's like, hi, do you have any interest in an old defenseman for PKC Ben? <laughs> like, it feels, it's such, like, one of those things where, like, every GM should have been on the phone just checking. And you're just, just a, like, please take Brooks Orpik. Yeah, please. I want him off the team. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like anyone. Please take Brooks Orpik. Mm-hmm. He, he's like, he's not that bad. He's just old, paid a lot of money, and I mean, he's like a he's a locker room leader. You know, he's one of those guys. And I really intangibles. Think Canadians, yeah, Canadians could use one of those. A locker like room Shea leader. Like Shea Weber. Yeah, like Shea Weber. Hello and welcome to Ugly Sweaters, a podcast where we talk about hockey jerseys. I am, as always, your host, Kelsey McCoy, and with me is the co-host, Joe Cuevas. So, like, it was raining outside of my house this weekend, and I didn't know how to deal with that. Just So that's how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose rain is pretty rare in uh, Southern in California. California. <laughs> No, like, but actually, like, uh, the Ducks had a tree lighting and watch party planned for uh, for the game today, and they had to cancel it because they didn't know how to deal with the rain. Those are the great. worst Ducks I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, that is true. have you... They are aquatic birds. You are waterfowl playing a game on top of frozen water. So how listen. do you not know how to deal with water from the sky? If the Calgary <laughs> Flames canceled, that I would understand. Right, right. Ducks doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, as you can tell, we have a guest today. Dan Matthews uh, is Hi. here. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And he's here to talk about uh, his favorite team, the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Horn, horn, horn. Let's go Caps. 
Happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, we're glad that your agent decided to finally let you talk with us. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but uh, yeah, we're excited to talk with you about the Black Jersey of the Capitals War between 1997 and 2000. Wow, was that really worn for 10 years? Yeah, yeah, it was. With slight wow. changes after it became the in 2000. They straightened out the letters, the name on the back. But I think that's the only difference between mm-hmm. the versions that's from true. that was the alt and the uh, 2000 uh, home or I guess it was the away jersey in 2000. Uh, it and says then, it's the dark home jersey, but yeah, like the dark. Uh, oh no, it switched halfway through. Yeah, it switched right. in 2003. So so like it was the road jersey, then it became the home. Wow, this is confusing. This this jersey was an alt and then a roadie and then the home jersey. Wow, this is. It, it's, it has a storied past. Yeah. Both Yaramir Yager and Alex Ovechkin, uh, greats of the Capitals, uh, wore this jersey. So. Yeah, people still have Ovi jerseys that they wear to games fairly regularly. Which, I mean, now, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Ovi's still on the team. Yeah, so. that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, that, point. that could help. But they kind of stick out, you know, like, I, it's, it's a source of pride, I think, for a lot of people. Because the jerseys yeah. changed to a significantly different color in 2007. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, going, just after the new owner came in. Yeah, because during this era was the Capitals sort of eschewing the Team America color scheme, and now mm-hmm. and now we've kind of nah, back. To now it you're back. Bit. Yeah. Now you're rocking the red, as uh, as they say on the Twitterverse. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. we're we're back to rocking the red. Yeah, instead of black bronze and teal yeah that's something that i never really understood for some reason this the the owner of both the caps and the wizards decided the previous owner of both the caps and the wizards decided that he didn't like the red white and blue styles for either team so despite the team being based in actually washington exactly yeah it didn't also being called the capitals yeah 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 i mean (laughs) it's this this guy was pretty set in his ways. His name was Abe Poland, and he was actually a really terrific guy. But I don't know for some reason he he bought these both these teams and really wanted the teams to have the colors that he liked, regardless of whether or not it made any sense whatsoever in the city or or relating to the name. So he decided to go with black, bronze, and kind of a teal color. You know, these would make great like thirds for the Sharks. Yeah, if just, right. If you replaced like the 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 eagle, yeah, with, like, like a, you swap the, the screaming shirt. eagle on the teal iteration of the jersey with uh, even the '90s shark would look fine on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very yeah. uh, '90s. It sort is of both color set and general aesthetic. Yeah, I'm not sure whether to be proud of the fact that we have like the capitals fans have this history of like a totally different color scheme or whether it's like kind of embarrassing because you know a lot of people have a lot of pride in jersey staying the same like throughout see all the new jersey history. devils <laughs> right specifically so what are your guys thoughts on that like do you think do you think it's cool that there's like this history for the washington capitals to have like a totally different color set or do you think it's like eh, we could we could have done better like, in hindsight, it would have just been better to stick to the original jerseys. It I seems think... like a strange branding choice that was very indicative of the 90s. Uh, I do like the crest from that era, like, a lot. Uh, 
I like the sideways version of the Screaming Eagle. But yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like that would also work pretty well in red, white, and blue. It totally would, and there have been photoshops of it, and it looks sweet. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I always like it when teams do something different, and you have like sort of like something that's unique um, in their history. But this is just so '90s mm-hmm. that and was worn into the aughts. Yeah, it was worn until 2007. And it's so weird to me to think that, you know, this was the jersey that Ovi was drafted in, like, and, and played in war for yeah. several years. Because um, the sort of current set is so iconic uh, that it just feels very strange. That, that he didn't wear it to begin his career. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the draft yeah. photos are like he's not in the jersey that he's commonly seen in now. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. looks completely different. And like I think the crest for that black jersey fits the city of Washington fine. It's more that the underlying jersey sort of feels like a curveball. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It it definitely does. I like the bronze, and I think that the bronze is like like a good color choice for for the capitals like there's something kind of stately about it mm-hmm. that i like it's just the teal the teal really throws me for a loop yeah it, this would make it like a great team like somewhere in the midwest like like you know, madison wisconsin wisconsin or like uh <laughs> kansas city you know because they have the royals royal blue that kind of stuff like if they oh yeah like this would this would be a great like kansas city hockey jersey but i don't know so anyway in 2007 uh, the Caps switched to their New Jersey. And I'll just say this really quickly. It's because of the fact that they have this new owner who also happened to buy the Wizards, who very much believes, I think, similar to Kelsey, that if you're in Washington, D.C., you have to be red, white, and blue. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, that's the, them's the rules. Yeah. So that's that was the main reason for actually switching switching over to the New Jerseys is not because they got sick of the design or anything, but just because, like, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, it's it's that it's the teal, and I, and I feel like if they had left it that sort of blue that they were using, they use now and were using previously, the more like royal blue. Mm-hmm. Like I think that would have been like both a nice looking jersey and would have made more sense in terms of the branding. Yeah, no, you're totally right. That would have been. I'm looking at it now. That would have been fun. Been real it's cool. definitely the sort of thing where like it looks almost right and it's small slight nuances in the palette would have made this look consistent with the era before the black teal and bronze and the era after the black teal teal and bronze mm-hmm. like these jerseys would have worked if like it were a white primarily white jersey with the same shade of blue and with the red accents i think mm-hmm. uh but the fact that it's not is slightly jarring and it is yeah that's apparent you know i was thinking if you're like like a, just a really casual hockey fan and you like watch a caps game where they have the red jerseys now like yeah. they they're wearing they'll be wearing the ones that like my the third that they have now which is i'm currently wearing um and they see Ovechkin, and then they like let's just say he's having a good game and they flash back to like his draft and they just say like Ovechkin was drafted in 2005 and they showed like the black jersey that he was wearing yeah. You would think he was drafted by a different team. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Like you, like you would think, oh, I don't how did he get here? I thought he was drafted by the Capitals. Like, yeah, because that's a completely different palette. Normally they're going to crop it at the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's also just a there's a lot of black in sort of the the metropo- the metropolitan division already because you have like the you penguins. have the penguins, you have the Bruins. I guess they're Atlantic, but you know in the Northeast, you have the Bruins. Uh, I mean, the Devils, you know, sort of use a lot of black in their palette as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it also just doesn't differentiate them from yeah. teams that are <laughs> sort of regional rivals. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I love watching current games between the, the Rangers and the and the Capitals because, especially the Capitals' third jerseys, because they're inverse of one another. Yeah, uh, Rain- yeah. It looks Rangers are primary so, blue. Yeah. Uh, it's red versus blue battles. Yeah, and they have like the shoulders. The shoulders are the same. It looks, it looks so pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, with the with the Rangers yoke with the with the same tricolor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it almost it almost looks intramural, but I don't want to say that because the Rangers suck and the Caps are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I would never want any. Of that's that uh, that's totally an unbiased opinion, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your hot take for the night. Hot take for the night. Uh, so should Jimmy VC have gone to the Capitals? Moving on. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. No. Uh... Yeah. So I don't know. I have a. I I might be a little bit biased, but I love these jerseys. If I if I had to rank them, Caps jersey wise, I would put them second to the originals because I think the originals are just works of art. Yeah, that's why you're wearing the throwback to the original. Yeah. It's. I. I mean, I'm biased, but it's my favorite jersey. And then. And then I have to say that, like, the black jerseys and, like, that whole jersey set from the 90s, I think, is my second favorite because I just have a lot of really great memories of, like, going to Caps games as a kid and seeing, like, all the, like, the blackouts and stuff like that from the games. And that was really cool. You know? Yeah, it's it's sort of nostalgic for you then. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, cause it's, you, it's you coming up as a Caps fan, uh, going, going uh, to the games, and just all of these black jerseys, a sea of those jerseys yeah and they were the most popular ones to buy too yeah no like they look great i think it holds up if you created an entirely new team out of that identity today it would mm-hmm. look beautiful and they're very but, slimming uh, too which is great yeah because <laughs> it's really, black I, I have to say i like the the logo that they use on the black yeah. jerseys the sort of the a capital building with the hockey sticks and the stars it's just i mean it's very different um both from the sort of screaming eagle that they use on the white versions in this set and also sort of anything they're using currently but Mm -hmm. i think it's a good like alternate logo you're right i think it is a good alternate logo i've to be honest never really liked it that much like i don't Mm -hmm. like the the blockiness of it it was a little bit too in your face for me for for a lot of it but i like i always wish they had done the black one with the screaming eagle on it but yeah that would that would look nice yeah i do think that does raise an interesting point though where i think Capitals secondary logos have done a great job of integrating the monumental iconography of the city of Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. with the letter W. Yeah, where, I mean, uh, the, that 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 Weagle that we have now with the the capital and negative space. Yeah, there's the capital and negative space of Weagle. Totally. There's a W at the top of uh, the uh, wa- the Caps logo Kelsey was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Even in the awful winter classic jerseys uh the red one oh yeah from, oh my god <laughs> uh, you've got the washington monument in there yeah you're right that actually i really liked that logo i didn't like the color like of maroon that we used but that logo. yeah that should have just been uh the jersey you're wearing for the winter classic it should have it absolutely should have like the... yeah that was an odd choice <laughs> the uh, maroon 
Instead of throwing back to this already good throwback jersey we have, we're going to go with this maroon pond hockey jersey and also have the Washington Monument. What they should have done is had the 90s jerseys as the Winter Classic throwbacks. Like, that would have been a lot of fun, and that would have, like, everybody would have bought those. Like the black in a modern cut? Yeah, if they had done that, if they had, like, updated it a little bit, you know, given it a little bit of a facelift, or even if, oh, this would have been cool. What if they had taken it and converted it to the new colors? So put like done a red jersey with the screaming eagle on it, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would look. Yeah, that would look super nice. That would have been cool. It'd take some work, but I can imagine something cool coming out of that. Yeah. People would have people would have eaten those up. I think. So uh, you went to that game at Nationals Park, right? The I did. Twenty fifteen yeah. Winter Classic. Uh, yeah. Um, what year yes. is it? Yes, it was 2015. 2015. I have, I still have. Uh, they gave out. Hold on, I can show you guys. Uh, did you see in the corner there? That thing. Yeah. 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 Is that a yeah. seat warmer? Yeah, that's a, like seat a seat warmer from the game. Nice. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. The, that's what I was checking when I was looking for it. <laughs> like, what year does it say on the logo? <laughs> yes, it was in Washington D.C. and sponsored by Bridgestone. What was the energy like at Nationals Park? Because, like, obviously you've been to games at the Verizon Center. Right. You've been to the Winter Classic. Uh, you are a natural part of the Capitals fan base. Was it any different going to the game outdoors than it was indoors? How, like, special did it feel, basically? So it was one of the greatest events that I've ever been to, I would say. So much fun. The hype was everywhere. People were, like, just eating up every single little bit. Like, there was, there was some awful musician who played in the first intermission and like no one cared because they were just having the best time uh my my favorite part of the winter classic is uh there were forty four thousand people at nats park the verizon center which is where the caps play normally has about twenty thousand max so it's double the size and it's significantly bigger just around the caps like a lot of teams have a number of chant that they like to do in unison you know let's go caps that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but the fans were not used to how big the stadium was and and the distant and they didn't understand the distance that it takes for sound like the time that it takes for sound to travel yeah so one section would start a let's go caps and the other side of the stadium would hear but the delay was such that they would be about a couple seconds off so for the first two <laughs> periods like it was this weird echo where everybody was trying to start chants, but no one could really figure out how to do it all together. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was like a being in a Canyon or something like that. Cause you just hear kind of asynchronous sounds coming from everywhere that were sounded like they were in support of the caps, but you weren't really sure. But eventually by the end of the game, the fans had figured it out. Oh <laughs> yeah. It only, it only took them like 40 minutes, but, but they finally got there where they were actually cheering. And uh, it was it was just terrific all around. Like at baseball stadiums, you know, they sell beer and stuff like that. But this was yeah. January first, so they were selling Bailey's and and hot chocolate <laughs> in the that, aisles. Oh man, that yes. Yeah, it was just a terrific experience. I I would absolutely go again. Yeah, and then uh, they won the third, so that was extra satisfying. Yes, and they won with I think like seven or twelve seconds left. They got the game-winning goal. I think it was from. Eric Fair, I want to say. Better than it going into overtime. Or Brooke, no. I feel like 
the Blackhawks in outdoor games are basically like the Was- the Washington Generals at this point, yeah. where they're just there for like whatever feature team to like beat dramatically. <laughs> uh, it says credit was to Brower on the power play assists oh, to Ovi and Green. So I it guess like so good. that explains why the Blackhawks already hated Troy Brower when he went to the Blues. Yeah, that's oh that's why I was so sad when Troy Brower went to the Blues because he got the goal. Uh, but as soon as he scored those uh, these things, the seat warmers, they're like these padded cushions that you sit down on, um, yeah. came flying down from the stands like frisbees <laughs> all over the stadium. It was yeah. right on, like, <laughs> under if the If you give hockey anything. fans something that can be thrown, it will be thrown. Yeah. They, they <laughs> had to announce, rule. like, people were coming down like security guys and ushers and saying, don't throw anything. Don't throw anything. We'll kick you out. If we see you throwing it on the cat. And it just were, keeps raining. They were, they were drunk and there were 12 seconds left. They were like, what are you going to do? The game's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave now. Oh, whoops. I just threw it. My bad. I'll, I'll go by myself. You don't have to escort me. <laughs> such a, such a good time. How was but, like actually like viewing the game? Cause you're just so much farther away from the ice, you know, from the playing surface than you are, right. you know, in an arena. Absolutely. That that was a little bit difficult. The sight lines were not as good as they would be in a normal hockey-based facility, you know, like something that's meant for hockey. But I mean, so not Kelsey Barclays lives in Center. New York, so, <laughs> so not, Barclays. It, it was, I mean, it really depended on where you were. Where we were, we could see most of the rink. And we were fairly yeah. uh, close in, in the outfield, but I mean they, they had screens up and everything, and, and frankly, like watching the game was just so much fun. But like the the real enjoyment of it was like being at this experience with all these people and sharing that with everybody. Mm-hmm. So you could right. miss a couple of plays and it was like fine, you know, like that didn't yeah. really make a difference, which. At a normal Caps game, I get very frustrated with. So it was. It was definitely. But like here, unique. it's here. It's you as a fan of sports in Washington D.C. with all these other fans of sports in Washington D.C. Uh, sp- cheering on specifically the Washington Capitals at this moment in history. Yeah, and it was. You know, it only happens like we're, we're probably not going to get another one. So that was what made because it you're so not special. the Blackhawks. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Because we're not the Blackhawks. <laughs> Although I do think it'll be fantastic. At, uh they're playing at Bush Stadium this year, right? Blackhawks mm-hmm. and Blues. Yeah. And that's one that actually using the like, Using the sense. same jerseys, more or less. Than yeah, they, they use the same jerseys at ours, too. I was really upset about that. It's because they have had so... There's, like, three historical Blackhawks jerseys, and they've had, like, six outdoor games. That's true, but we invented one <laughs> for our side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Hawks have no does. excuse. <laughs> yeah. True. Just, like, make something that looks vaguely like a Cubs jersey and bring it back to Wrigley. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, oh, my God. If they wore Cubs jerseys to the Winter Classic, that would be hysterical. Oh, yeah, especially in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, like like Cubs Blackhawks jerseys. I would love to see that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as it's annoying that, like, the Blackhawks get a million outdoor games, like having them play the blues actually makes some sense because yeah. that is like an actual, you know, division rivalry. Um, Caps Blackhawks made no sense for the winter classic. Though. Yeah. It should have just, been like flyers or Rangers or something like that. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, flyers they're or just Rangers like, or pens. Oh, people like the, 
be Blackhawks, so we're going to give them a million games. And it's like, yeah, but maybe use a natural rivalry. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, the strange thing there is the natural rivals for, like, the Caps are also natural ri- rivals for, like, each other. Yeah. So as natural as it is to do, okay, we're going to do Caps-Pens, you could just as easily do Pens-Flyers, which is what they are doing. Or you could just as easily do Rangers-Islanders and Rangers-Devils, which they also did at yeah. uh, Yankee if, Stadium. So it's difficult. But if they're worried about, like, filling seats and having people, you know, uh, buy tickets and stuff, then it to me it almost makes more sense to have a team from the region yeah that's a rivalry because you are gonna have you know rangers fans who live in dc you know i mean there's blackhawks fans who live in dc too but you could also make the trip from new york to dc for for something like that much easier than you could from chicago but i mean you have gone if the game were capitals blue jackets i would have gone no matter what but, uh, I mean, they, they didn't have any trouble selling out tickets. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think also, that's the other side of this coin. They were, they were also giving out signed pucks when you, when you bought through the, Nash, through the, the Capitals organization. So if you bought, yeah. like, you could, you could pick your seats, and then they'd send you your tickets and, a, like, a signed puck from the player of your choice. So, oh, that's cool. Get. Yeah. I got Andre Burakovsky. Oh, nice. The Barracuda. I, I actually, I, I, I tried to get a uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov one, but they were they were already out. So, Kuzi has my favorite goal celebration of all time uh, when he scored during the World Cup of Hockey against I think TNA. Yeah, yeah it was TNA. Mm-hmm. He was a bird. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the bird one? Yeah, I thought you were talking about the canoe one or the kayak one. No, no, no. When he was. Just because, like, like, trying to take off. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, he scored and then he just flew away. He's a bird. (laughs) I love koozie. You know, last year for a promotion, they gave out uh, koozie koozies. That's perfect. Beer koozies with uh, (laughs) Jenny Kuznetsov on them. That's perfect. Yeah, it was pretty great. The Sharks give away uh, Chia Pets for their bearded players. That's the, the Nats did that too. That's I I love that idea. I think that's so much fun to do chia right? beards. Yeah, I'm such a fan. I love giveaways. I'm such a sucker for giveaways. <laughs> Giveaway podcast. Yes. <laughs> so Kelsey, talk about bobbleheads. Go. Uh, I have two Islanders bobbleheads. I have Nick Letty and Johnny Boychuk, and I was gonna try to get another one this year, but it didn't coincide with uh, games that I like could go to. Which is very sad about, but they're wearing the horrible, like, the Islanders' horrible black alts, and uh, so that's less than ideal. I was watching the Wild game the other night, and they did, like, a giveaway of bright orange hats. (laughs) So I think it was sponsored. (laughs) The Wild? Yeah, because I think it was sponsored by, like, Sports Authority or something, so they're, like, going, like, hunting or whatever. So there's, like, you're just, like, you're watching the game, and, like, everybody in the crowd is just wearing these bright orange baseball caps. And I'm just like, this isn't working. <laughs> I that look that that was ridiculous looking, right? I mean, yeah. to see a sea of orange hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a team was... whose colors are red and green. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> and like, clearly, they want green to be the color more than red. <sighs> Why don't they just switch their jerseys already? I don't know. To orange? <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I want them it's to green. make their red homes an alt and switch to use their alts as their actual homes because it's a nicer oh. jersey. Okay. It's this ongoing um, con- controversy with the wild. I, well, what I want them to do is to, to flip it and then only wear the red in the month of December because it's so damn Ooh, festive. I like that. That's, <laughs> and they, they could have like mistletoe on the sides and stuff like that. I mean, that it be... already looks like a Christmas jersey. I'll bring up a picture for Dan. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, it now. I actually, yeah. I, I have a friend who lives in uh, St. Paul and she has like eight different wild jerseys and I think they're all the green ones. Yeah, it's because those <laughs> are the only ones anybody buys because they're yeah. the nice ones. Yeah, those do look like Christmas jerseys. So I guess uh, I guess we're finally winding down. Uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff this episode. Yeah, uh, we've really kind of ranged about on the topic of the Capitals, which is good because uh, I think uh, neither Joe nor I are particular Caps fans, so it's always nice to have somebody uh, who's enthusiastic about them. That uh, that, that would be just, that would describe me. Not knowledgeable, but definitely enthusiastic. I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, this was definitely a monumental episode. I think. <laughs> Oh, hey, I, I get it, because the Mon- Monumental owns the cap. Yeah, yeah that's your get pun, Joe. <laughs> that's my one. <laughs> so uh, I think it's time to rate the jersey. So we... You were talking about a jersey? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so on a scale from uh, Capitals superstar Yarmir Yager to franchise player Alex Ovechkin... Uh, what do you give this jersey? Uh, I don't actually know how good any caps are. Can I just say Jay Beagle because I like the name and you could say I also you like want. this jersey? Jay Beagle's a lot of fun. You can say Jay Beagle. Yeah, no, Jay Beagle because this is a fun jersey. Uh, I really like the general design. Uh, I think the historical context aside, as a jersey, it's a fine jersey and... Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to them bringing this back for a night, honestly. Yeah, me neither, actually. That would be a lot of fun. The Yotes do it. The Ducks did it. The Ducks need to do it more. Yeah. That's, that's the Ducks have an alt, but that's a different story anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a perfect uh, Ole Kolzig over Peter Bondra. That's, that's fair. Yeah. It's like a 37 over 12, but let's just make it, let's call it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's it's not based on jersey numbers. It's just based on how much you like the player. Fun fun story about Oli Kolzik. He was the first African-born player in the NHL. Oh, nice. Yeah, I bet nobody knew that. So. Johannesburg, South I Africa. Yeah. National team, Germany. Yeah, he's awesome. All right, I think I'm gonna give this this jersey uh, the fact that the Capitals have never won the Stanley Cup because oh. uh, <laughs> that, that it's, hurts. Uh, okay. it's that, uh, okay. feels a little bit it feels a little bit out of place in in the hit you know when you really think about uh, what the Washington Capitals are. Um, well, I actually do like this jersey. I was just just going for the no, for no, the you're, bit. You're right, but. you're right though because the Caps. I think at this point are notorious for choking before getting to even the conference finals, mm-hmm. and they made that, bro. they made the uh, the Stanley Cup finals in these jerseys and lost. So in that regard, they were more successful in these jerseys, and that makes them not very capital jersey esque because it's the Caps true. can't have a jersey that allows them to succeed beyond the second round. It's <laughs> a it's a really good uh, regular season jersey. 
but maybe not a, a great uh, postseason jersey. So what you're saying is we need to stop <laughs> awarding the president's trophy. <laughs> yeah, we. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm fully in favor of abolishing that. <laughs> you're, you're on board with that. Cool. I'm on board with that too. <laughs> what a wonder! A Sharks and a Caps fan agreeing on abolishing the president's trophy. Yeah. Well, Who could have know, ever seen this coming? Caps or Sharks East? <laughs> Except you guys made it, so you're no longer Sharks East. Now it's Blues. Yeah. Sorry. Did we tell you? Did Did you get the memo? I got the memo. Okay. I want to make sure. I'm okay with that because I'm too busy trying to destroy Edmonton. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, my team my team backed into the playoffs last year and like barely makes it that makes it to the second round, so Minnesota or Isles? Uh Minnesota. I'm yeah. I'm actually a Minnesota fan. I'm more of an Isles fan by because I can get cheap tickets. Because mm, um, <laughs> it's Barkley Center. <laughs> yeah, 'cause no and now now they suck, so tickets are even cheaper. Oh, wonderful. I mean like that's that's the same reason that I watch the ducks. Mm. Yeah, I mean the Wizards are the Wizards tickets are like three dollars right now. It was five last year, I remember when they were playing the Seventy Sixers. But that's a whole other sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I've been to multiple Isles CBJ games because <laughs> those are always like super cheap. <laughs> and you get to watch John Tortorella throw things. What's not to love? <laughs> I mean that that's worth the price of admission in in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Ugly Sweaters Pod. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr at the also at Ugly Sweater Ugly Sweaters Pod. Uh, you can fo- follow me on Twitter at ADVS in Chem, and you can follow Joe at Joe M Quavis. Dan, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at Daniel Matthews. I think that's about it. Uh, frankly, any other any other podcasts you want to promote about watching happy endings and reviewing frozen pizza? So there is this podcast that I've that I've listened to quite a bit because I edit it, so I have to. <laughs> called the kids are all left. Long and winding words of the White House. And uh, exclusive, you hear it her here first. Our our sister podcast, the kids are all reading. Gasp! Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, su- Sub headline: the long and winding road to brand synergy. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that, that could uh, almost be based in uh, in Fort Collins, like the Colorado Eagles are synergistic with the Colorado Avalanche. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> our first book, uh, I, I think the podcast will be recorded in a couple of weeks. We're, we're reading the Pulitzer Prize winning 2015 novel, uh, All the Light You Cannot See. And this is this is with some people from the political podcast because we were so devastated by the election that we needed to get into fiction and, and start a book group because that's what liberals do when they lose. They start book groups. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we started a journal club, so same thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it serves the same function, so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's that for me. All right, I think it is time for us to leave you with the goal horn of the Washington Capitals. <laughs> I apologize if my voice is a little bit scratchy. No, it sounds, uh, you sound great. Out late. <laughs>
I was out late last night, so. Oh yeah, what were you <laughs> There doing? was some karaoke involved. <laughs> oh nice, that's fun. So she got very drunk. I didn't get very drunk. I got moderately drunk. 